Gospel Message, Week 107, In Your Wilderness. I was reading a devotional the other day that took me back to Exodus chapter 14. And as we know, Exodus chapter 14 is the account of when the Lord, through Moses, led the Israelites out of captivity, the captivity that they had been in Egypt. And in that chapter 14 is the specific phase of the journey of leading them through the Red Sea, the Red Sea that, you know, the Lord parted uh, through Moses. And what I find interesting in that when you go back, and it's a good chapter to read from time to time. It really is because there's a lot of detail in that chapter. And by detail, I mean what the Lord said he was going to do, what he actually did, why he said he was going to do it. It was all very deliberate, very specific. And it was specific for one reason and one reason only, that they would see the hand of the Lord at work. Even in verse 4 of that chapter 14, when the Lord said that he would harden Pharaoh's heart so that Pharaoh would go after them, that Pharaoh would see what was going on, but the Egyptians would still go after them. And as a result, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. This is what the Lord said. So everything happened very strategically and very deliberately so that the people of Israel would see that the Lord was fighting for them, that the Lord was on their side. Again, in that chapter 14, um, verse 13 and 14, it says, And Moses said to the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Why was he saying that they shall hold their peace? Because in verse 11, the people already started complaining and murmuring. They said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, that thou hast taken us away to die in the wilderness, wherefore thou hast dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt. They were already complaining. They were murmuring. And why were they murmuring? Because they were afraid. They were afraid. They were crying. They were complaining. They were hopeless. They were desperate. And the Lord, Lord and Moses told them, it says, the Lord will fight for you and then you will hold your peace. Meaning when you see the deliverance of the Lord today, the mighty deliverance and the way he's going to deliver you, it will stop your murmuring. It will stop your complaining because you will see demonstrated beyond any manner that you have ever seen demonstrated up until this time, you will see that the Lord is the one leading you out. The Lord is the one delivering you and you shall hold your peace. You will stop your complaining. You will stop your murmuring. You will stop being afraid. You will stop living in despair as if you are going through this thing by yourself. The Lord will fight for you. You will see the Lord fighting for you. You will experience the hand of the Lord fighting on your behalf. But then, barely had they gotten on the other side what did the people do? 
they started to murmur. They started to complain. Once they had gotten, they had gotten into the wilderness of sin, which I find it very crazy that that place was called the wilderness of sin. And if you go into um, Exodus 16, you know, it says in verse 1, And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. So two months into their journey, verse 2 tells us in that chapter 16, and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And again, here is what Moses had just said to them a little time before, the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. And here they were two months in, had they already forgotten what they saw? Had they already forgotten what they experienced? But here they were now in the wilderness and they were starting to get hungry and they were now starting to get afraid and they were starting to get nervous. And what was the first thing they did? They did not hold their peace. They started to murmur. They started to complain. The God that had led them through the Red Sea suddenly because they were facing hunger and they were facing thirst, they had forgotten about the mighty hand of this God. Now again, it's very easy to sit there and chide the children of Israel, but we who are Christians today, who are believers in God today, who are followers of Christ today, we are the children of Israel because we are the children of the promise. We are the children of the promised seed of Israel, meaning those who walk by faith, those who come to God by faith in Christ Jesus. We are the children of Israel. Yet, seeing everything we have seen in the scripture, having the account of the old children of Israel and all the things that they did wrong in the sight of the Lord after he had shown them the strength of his arm, the strength of his might. He had shown them miracles, signs, and wonders. Yet, when they came to a point where their bellies grumbled a little bit or their throats were parched a little bit, and they didn't see things the way they expected to see it, they forgot about the mighty hand of the Lord who had delivered them, and they started to murmur. We do the exact same thing when we go through our own individual wildernesses, when we are seeking something from the Lord and we haven't seen it, or asking something from the Lord and he doesn't quote-unquote seem to answer. We get through our wildernesses, which is different for everybody. We might not have this, or this might not be going well, or this might be going differently from how it was going before. This is crumbling. This is breaking down. This is dry. This is drenched. Whatever it is, we come back to a place of grumbling. We come back to murmuring. And a lot of times it's not even just murmuring against God, or against or, 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 or against the church or whatever the case may be, 
our behavior now becomes contrary to what would be expected of behavior that is trusting in the hand of God, that trusts in the God that we have read about, the God who has revealed himself to us. Because keep in mind, if we are Christians, we are Christians not by our own hand. He called us. We did not call him. So if he called us, he has revealed something of himself to us that has caused us to believe that he is God. But yet we come into it, we receive him, we receive his word, and then we start going through these patches of wilderness and our faith, our behavior becomes so adulterous. We become like heathen who have never known this God. We say things that are blasphemous. We act in ways that are blasphemous. Our thoughts are blasphemous because they lead to actions, words, and, and, and mindsets that are completely contrary to what it should be like if we were trusting in God. God had kept the Israelites of old while they were in that physical wilderness. When they had no water, he provided water. When they had no food, he provided manna and he sent ravens to give them meat at times. But yet, after every single miracle, a time of hardship came and they went straight back into complaining and murmuring and adulterous behavior. And by adulterous behavior, meaning acting as if we do not have a God, seeking the satisfaction of our bellies, seeking the satisfaction of our lusts, our wants, our needs, our desires. And when those desires are not met, we act like heathen. We are rebellious. We are mad. We are unfaithful. We are angry. And we say that we're angry at people and circumstances, but the truth is that we are angry at God because we're not supposed to be trusting people. We're not supposed to be trusting circumstances. We're supposed to be trusting the God who called us, who we know has the ability to deliver us. So when he asks us to trust him, he wants us to trust him in confidence, in quietness of spirit, without murmuring, without complaining, without lashing out at the people around us and the circumstances around us. Regardless of how things look, we walk by faith and not by sight. So the question is, are we faithful in our wilderness? Are we really trusting in God in our wilderness? When life, which the Lord is a part of, if we are his, brings us into these periodic deserts, into these periodic wildernesses, what is our conduct like? Are we like the Israelites of old who murmured and who did not hold our peace? Or are we like those who are trusting in God because we have seen him fight for us in the past and we know he will fight for us at the appointed time? Are we in those moments holding our peace? Holding our peace, standing in faith, walking in faith, giving him thanks regardless of what is going on around us. Because the Bible also tells us 
In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for Christ, in Christ Jesus for you. So he's telling us that it is his will for us to rejoice always. Always means no matter what is going on. Rejoice. What is that rejoicing? Rejoice in the Lord. I am rejoicing in the fact that no matter what my circumstances look like, I know my God is there. I know he's watching over me and that he, in his infinite majesty, has deemed me worthy to be watched over. I give him glory for that. I pray without ceasing, talking to God. No matter the circumstance, communicate with your God. Talk to him, thank him, praise him, glorify his name, because this is his will for us in Christ Jesus. His will is that we trust him. No matter what our circumstances look like, his will is that we do not act like heathen when things don't go our way. We should not act like people who do not have a God, who have not seen the mighty hand of God just because things are not going according to our expectations, just because it's hard, just because it's difficult. This is not the time to turn our backs on God or to act like heathen. Remain faithful, trust in this God with a glad heart, with a cheerful disposition. It is not done by flesh and blood. It is done by the Holy Spirit, but it is done by the Holy Spirit on those who seek this Holy Spirit, who seek to walk in the will of God, who desire to obey the word of God. Lord, this is what you have asked that I do. I desire to do it. Help me to do it. Help me to walk in your will. Help me to be a faithful and a profitable servant so that I may be good soil that will bear fruit in the hundredfold. This is God's will for us. And if it is God's will for us, he also has the ability to let this will be made manifest in us. But do we desire it? Do we desire it? As we're going through this period where some of us are celebrating Thanksgiving, depending on what part of the world we live in, we give thanks to God for a lot of things that he has done in our lives. And again, we cite those things that are favorable when we give him thanks. But the Bible says, give thanks for everything. Whatever it is, give thanks. And if the Spirit has revealed to us where we have been faithless and where we have been rebellious Israelites, ungrateful Israelites, adulterous Israelites, let us come to him in repentance, ask for his forgiveness, ask for his mercy, and then also ask him to fill our hearts with his spirit so that we might walk in a way that is pleasing to him, walk in his way by his grace, by his spirit, because this is his desire for us. He desires to make us strong in him. He desires us to be epistles of Christ. This is his desire for us. Are we willing? Are we willing to hold on to him when we are in our wilderness? Let this be our prayer. While we're giving thanks, while we're doing whatever it is that we're doing as far as celebration, let us not forget to rededicate our lives to him and say, Lord, 
cause me, enable me, uplift me so that I can be a faithful and profitable servant, especially in the times and periods of my wilderness. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.